secondlinearts.org. We're creating a platform for those who are curious. One that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time, captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is The Working Artist Project. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Today is February 28th, 2022. And uh, to all of us here in New Orleans, today is Lundi Gras. Hey. (laughs) Darian, how you doing? Man, I feel good. How you feel, man? You've been out partying, eating crab, crawfish, and check it out. Check it out. I got a piece of king cake right here, and I'm gonna take a bite. Mm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Happy Mardi Gras, man. I wish I was down there with you. I, I've been on a king cake <laughs> diet for the last two weeks. I've you, uh, you've been on a king cake diet since I left. I've eaten nothing but king cake for three weeks, and <laughs> just for the record, I've gained like 14 pounds. <laughs> hey. Just wash it down. Wash it down with an Abita Amber, man. Abita, Abita needs to sponsor us, man. We need to write them an email. Or we could get a second line brewery to do it too. Hey, <laughs> that's even better, man. Yeah, today, um, today, I guess uh, we got to do our public service announcements before we get started. As we draw closer to Sanaa Music Workshop, uh, everybody needs to know, go to the website, check it out, sign up. And we also got some virtual stuff coming up at the Sanaa Music Workshop. It's going to be in person and live for the first time in two years. We're going to be in New Orleans on what dates? I believe oh, we have the June 6th through the 17th, and the camp will be at 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And we're looking for young people who are interested in pursuing a career in the arts, ages 14 through 21. And we have a very special guest, special guest artist, Mr. Marquise Hill, will be joining us from Chicago. And uh, I am so excited about that. So please yeah, go to our website and the uh, registration is all up there. It's going to be a vibe. And everybody and listening, this is this is Greg's baby. So he, he's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's curating this whole experience for us this year. Go ahead, Greg. I'm actually really excited. We've been working really hard with uh, Triangle and uh, this guy named Jack Carey. And um, yeah, we've been spending a lot of time streamlining our mission at Second Line Arts, streamlining how to do programming and and doing a curriculum in, in all kinds of things. And so this year is going to be on a whole nother level. Absolutely. All right, y'all. So enough of the business, enough of the business. Uh, today we have a very special guest, one of my favorite people in the world. Um, I, I, you know, I, I know I say this, but I really think this man is a genius. He's a multimedia artist that does everything from, can you believe this, Greg? Check this out. From book illustrations, video game design, to concept art for commercials, all kinds of stuff. Like, and it's really hard to do as an artist to get inside of corporate America and still be creative because you know how that goes. So we, we're going to kind of get into it with him in, in just a few seconds here. But without further ado, I do want to uh, welcome Darren McMillan to the Working Arts Project. What's up, Darren? One love, brothers. How y'all doing today? Wonderful. Man, I'm good, man. We're feeling good. I, I never, I never got an intro like that um, before. So, um, <laughs> but I will say, true words were never spoken. <laughs> Humility, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Good bro. to be here. Uh, good to be here, man. Thank you for coming, man. I, you know, one thing, and I, I did want to get into you right off the bat. Is kind of what I was talking about in the intro, and I was thinking about it. Like you being in corporate America, but still finding a way to be a true creative. Like, how how does that work? Because as artists, we're always afraid that corporate America is going to suck the life out of us and stop us from being who we really are. Yeah, it and it can if you let it. I think for for me, it's um just to be in the field, just to be. You know, my 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 daughters both have asked me before, like, how did you know what you wanted to do when you grow up? When you met? and I said, well, I've always been an illustrator. I've been drawing as long as I can remember. So it was laid out pretty much for me, even though I was told by people who do not look like me that that is not the safe in the career you want to strive for. You need to head to the post office. 
you know, you and thank goodness I had mentors back then, like a community, not a neighborhood, where they said, no, we see something in you. Go for that, you know, and and, and actually to have friends and a very close friend, brother, it's, it's weird because those titles don't even sum it up. As far as another fellow artist and my business partner, um, Dwayne Turner, who is, we are like you guys, known each other forever. I've known him since kindergarten, you know, and being in the struggle like that with, he's another artist. And he didn't let the world tell him that's not what he can't be. And we rolled that, we, we did it together. You know, he went his way, I went my way, but we stayed brothers, you know, and I end up in advertising. And the thing with advertising, where I'm at now as a creative director and one of the largest agencies in the world, uh, Saatchi and Saatchi, um, you can have your creative energy stepped on and say, no, don't do this, don't do that. Because we selling to the public and not everything we selling <laughs> is right. <laughs> you know, it's about wow. that dollar. It's about that dollar, you know, so, and you have a skill that you know how to sell that, you know, it's, being a big hip hop fan and growing up in hip hop, like one of the things I use as an example is when NWA came out, when they came out, it was a somewhat different sound as far as with hip hop, but it wasn't a new sound because of George Clinton and everything that they sampled. But it was different in what they were speaking on. So what are we going to call this? Now they never you you be hard pressed to find anybody to call them that that's gangster rappers to say I'm a gangster rapper. Advertisement term came up with the term gangster rapper. We're gonna call you that, and we're gonna use this to market this music and stomp everything else out. And that's what happened. And they was in pain, so they rolled with it, even though they and they liked it. Oh, gangster! You know, I, I like that. I can. As you get older and you get wiser, hopefully, you learn that that might not have been the best move to accept that title. You didn't put it on yourself. See, there's a, other, a thing that I live by is I know I don't know everything, but I know enough, I know enough to live what I know. And I know the advertising game, and I know that my hands are tied, especially now in the climate that we live in. So I do my artwork someplace else. I do my own thing with my brother, Dwayne Turner, which is what we have barnstorming productions. And we get to, nobody can tell us anything, which is why I'm a big Prince fan, because he rolled like that. You know, he had to learn. You had to go through the pain first. You have to go through, you can't do this, you can't do that. And not only can you not do it, I'm only paying you this amount of money to do it. Live with it. Well, that, I don't think that's fair. I created all of this stuff. What do, I don't think that's fair. It doesn't matter what you think. That's how it is. Everybody else accepted it. Well, then let me think, yeah, I better sign this contract and do this. And then I find out that Ray Charles didn't accept it. I find out Frank Sinatra didn't accept it. Oh, wait, hold up. I'm going to, I'm not going to accept it. Kanye's on that vibe right now. I'm not going to accept it, you know, so, and I'm, I like to think I'm pretty good at what I do, which is why I have the longevity that I have, which is why I'm in the demand that I'm in, you know, and I get to see different lens from different, from a lens that is multicultural, you know, with the death of, not even death, the murder of George Floyd changed the advertising world well how 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 there how did that happen well the whole world was paused and they got to see something that was going on forever but we all was paused 
at the same time, globally. And we watch this on television. Then we watch the outrage. Then we watch the outrage globally. So now there are certain things we will not do in the commercial now. There are certain things. Now I see you because I heard you. And that's how change happens. And that's how, and, and I apply my, now all of a sudden, now I'm the flavor of not the month, I'm the flavor of the decade now. We need you. <laughs> we need you now. We, we, we need. What, what, what do you mean? Like, to, you mean like they need to hear your voice? Like they're coming directly to you now? Yeah, saying like, exactly. Is this, if, okay. It, it, they, they come, come directly. Every, I have a friend who, she's a, um, global creative director at an ad agency, not the one that I work for. And she reached out to me and said, you know, I have these ads that was designed, but I, I want to run them by you because there's people of color in them. I want to see if, make sure I'm not triggering anything because I'm an ally. So let me say, and, and that was cool. And she said, this I mean, I gave my um, feedback, but I said, you know, there's a solution instead of you sending it to me. What's that? Just hire somebody that looks like me. Just divert, because I know for a fact you don't have no black people that working at that agency. And we are in 2020. Mm. And now it's 2022, because that was 2020 when that happened. And right now, as far as creative director, I'm the only black one. And we're talking global at the company that I'm at. But that's changing because of the climate on what's happening. Women, Me Too, these movements, whether you agree with them or not, is part of the change. And artists play a big part in these movements. Every, no matter what movement you have, you cannot think, even if my, you're my age or my generation or your generation, when you, you hear Marvin Gaye, what's going on, song, you hear Public Enemy fight the power, you hear, that's the artist. You see illustrations, you hear the poetry, you hear the, that's our responsibility as part of the movement also, to make sure that this landscape, the, every workplace should look like who we advertising to. Mm. You know, if, you can't sell to me if you don't know me. I know I got a bit preaching it, but oh. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. As you're you're saying this, I have a question for you too. And it's in advertising as a, as an artist who works in advertising, are you responding to the current things that are happening in the world and creating advertising that 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 reflects that? Or yes. do you see yourself as more like directing the public consciousness, like, hey, maybe now y'all need to look at this. Like, how, how do you see that? We're actually both, actually um, doing both, but actually bringing up things that are with clients. Because see, it's not so much, a lot of times it's the agency itself, it's the client. My job is to make you see and the, to set up things that you need and you don't even know you need it. My job is to sell your product and you don't have to, anytime you, a commercial comes on TV and you see a family, the norm is not for the black man not to be in the household. Why is it every commercial that we see with a black family is the mother and the kids, but if we see a family, a complete family, they're white. Contrary to what you've been taught, that is not the norm. The CDC came out recently, and why they came out with it, I'm not sure. And folks can um, look it up and Google it on the myth of the black father not being part of the child's life is just that a myth that. No, we're there. Even though we all, a lot of us can speak and say, well, no, my mind wasn't there. But overall, countrywide, they come to find out that, no, a lot of them are there. 
you know, so in advertising, I try to make things not look stale, make things say something and let people see you, you be it LGBTQ community, Asian, black, but represented correct. You know, it, it, it's not a stereotype, the all different shades. You can have a sister that's very dark and you can still sell. Well, I don't know about that. Well, look at L'Oreal's campaign with Viola Davis, one of their most successful ones to date. Okay, that now you know that you can do that. But it takes for people, and this is very egotistical, people like me to be in the game, to be there. Just like when you have a police officer. I'm sorry, we need more police officers of color that speak up. And then things, but you can't change it if you ain't in it. You can't be it if you can't see it. So I'm in a position when not only can I hire qualified people that look like me, hence keyword qualify and look like me, I could, when there's images of verbiage that's written and I'm going, wait, you know, I'm, I'm there to say, that's not cool. I wouldn't say that. And it's changed and things are looking different because the landscape needs to change and it's changing. Man, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm just wondering, like, as an advertiser, and I, and I do want to get to some of the other stuff that you do too, because you, you're, you're a multifaceted mogul around here. So like, like, do you ever hit a moral dilemma where you like, man, I have to advertise some shit. I just am just completely morally against, or like, you know, medicine would, or I I anything. I would say it's weird because, um, wisdom comes with age when i was younger in this business it was about that check it was about chasing that dollar my definition of wealth was different now that the age that i'm at now in my mid-50s my definition of wealth is not the same i learned how to say no for my peace now, before, I would see things where it wasn't. Um, let's take an example, even though I did not come up with this, but the California Raisins commercial. And they made them the Temptations and they sang and heard it through the great. Really? Some little black raisins singing Temptation song? <laughs> Nobody thought that that was. I'm a mad at hey, hey, I'm not, I, I used to like that commercial as a kid. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's fun. But see, now that commercial will never get made today. Right. Mm -hmm. And something in, 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 in the uh, comedian Paul Mooney spoke on this. You had, when they did the commercial with Kentucky Fried Chicken and Hammer is dancing for the chicken, who thought that was okay? Who actually, and, and how did he think it was okay? He probably, hey, I want that check, you know, and who wrote that? Now, today, that wouldn't get past my back. 20 years ago. Well, you know what? This is not right, but I got to get this mortgage and I got this, you know, these bills or whatever. Wisdom, age comes with that and learning how to say no when you get to it. So right now it's like, I don't say, I don't give a F, I'm at a peace because I know what true wealth is for me. And I know morally what I'm have to do to, I'm very conscious on what I'm putting out because see, I have a crown that's been paid for that I wear. And the, that crown that's been paid has been people who 
like Sammy Davis, Michael Jackson, Prince, um, going back to my grandmother, my grandfather, their ancestors, and before that, they paid a price for me to wear. So I'm gonna wear it well, and I'm gonna be responsible with it. You know, that's the best way I can um, sum that up. Right. Beautiful. I, I love one of my favorite quotes is too. Is like we we stand on the shoulders of of, of giants of greatness in any field. Yes. Always honor. You know who who brought. Absolutely. Us. When I step in a room, when I'm giving a presentation for work, when I'm speaking at work, then I'm not on that stage by myself. I stand with thousands and thousands mm-hmm. that paved the way before for me. And I make sure I do the same, you know, because the, the door, I, I, I still got it open, you know, because the thing with um, not just advertising, with art in general, with, with um, there's a lot of people that we used to do this thing before the pandemic and it's called career day where we go up to school and we speak to the students and we go to schools in the inner city and we do that because I'm under, I, I believe you can't be it unless you can see it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who are illustrators. There's a lot of people who are artists who think that, hey, maybe the best way to go is drawing comic books. No, there are other options for you being an illustrator that you can do. And the, a career in advertising, a career in show business, and on the movie end, on the production end, on the back end, designing sets, a career in video game design concepts there's a whole there there are people there are young artists who have no idea that those careers exist i'm there to tell them can can i ask you um (laughs) through your career is there a particular piece of work that you've done that you're maybe feel most proud of it was um I'm gonna say it, it, it was something that I wrote. It wasn't um, even a piece of illustration or art. It was something that I wrote, which was called 10 Rules to Get Home Safe. And all I did basically was take the uh, old Chris Rock HBO, when he had his show, he had his uh, HBO show, and um, he did a video called 10 Rules Not to Get Your Blank Whipped by the Cop. And he made a comedy of it. <laughs> And I said, well, I'm going to take that and make it serious. And I'm going to add um, young folks in it. And I'm going to add parents in it. You know, and I, that was done for um, this thing called the Salt Project in Chicago. That's what I'm most um, proud of as far as writing. What I'm most proud of as far as um, work is really everything that I've done with my brother, Dwayne Turner. Everything on that barnstorming page. And it's like, well, damn, why? Why is that? Because that was 100% us. No corporate, no job, no studio saying you can't do this, you can't do that. Everything on that page is 100% us. And we had a good time doing it. And I'm very proud of, of that work. And I'm proud of my mentorships also with young brothers, Say, hey man, um, if it wasn't for you, blank. If it wasn't for you, blank. And I always tell, hey, I appreciate that. But guess what? If it wasn't for, I can say a whole lot of names also. So it's just paying it forward. Make sure you do the same. Don't get there and start going. Okay, I'm here now. F everybody up. No, no, no. You can't. You can't do that. And I, I find that a lot of folks my age, in my generation, we sort of stop that mentorship we sort of stop the and, and we do things like a young young blood will come up and say hey man um that's what you do for how did you get there hard work and god son and then leave no that's not a map that's not a blueprint tell them how you got there let them know show them the road the, the, the landmines that you had to step on so they can avoid that that's how I get down. And it feels great when I see someone make it out of a situation that they are told that 
are stuck in for generations and generations and told that, well, this is the best that it's going to get. No, no. That's why I love the show The Wire so much. <laughs> you know, so. And so uh, let me show some people some of your artwork right now. This is a piece that you did of, of the, I, you know, I'm not a big Prince. Prince fan. You know, my mom loves Prince, you love Prince. But, uh, you know, his music doesn't really resonate with me, but this is a beautiful piece. <laughs> can, you, can you tell us about this piece and what the inspiration was for this and why you did it? The inspiration for that was one, I'm a, again, a, a big fan, especially on the business side of Prince mentorships. And, and things that he, he he put out there, and I love his music. But um, and I grew up. It's part of my generation. I I, I grew up on this. It's, it's one of the few con- few people that I've been to mo- multiple concerts of. Yeah. And the American Heart Association, we will donate artwork for auctions, and they asked me to do one. And, and this is through the ad agency, and I did, I chose Prince, and that one sold more than, it got the most, um, made more money than anything in the auction, now in shock. And what I, and why that's also one of my favorite pieces is it reminds me of No Man Is Promised Tomorrow. Hmm. And now what do I mean by that with that art piece? When I drew that picture, and I showed it to one of my best friends, Randy, who was like, if I'm a Prince fan, he's, if fan is here, he's up here somewhere <laughs> when it comes to the Prince. And he saw it and he said, oh man, D, you gotta let me have it. You gotta let me have that. I said, I'm gonna bring it to you, man. In fact, I'm gonna get it printed after the auction, get you a print, I'll bring it to you. A week go by, he asked me for it. Oh yeah, I ain't forget, man. It's just been a lot, been busy, been busy. Another week go by, he dies from a heart attack. He never got to peace. And that showed me, this is not, we're not promised tomorrow. What you do now, make it count. And that don't mean being serious about everything. I mean. Be that as like my angel said, be that rainbow in somebody's cloud. Because there's a lot of clouds today. I haven't seen the sun in a long time when you come in these YouTube streets, TV and everything like. So you got to be you got to be that rainbow in someone's cloud. Right? You have to. That's yeah, part of being an artist. That's what we are. That's how that's what we are as artists. Yeah, as artists. Absolutely. And, I, and I, it's like when I mentioned my, my brother, Dwayne. It, no, he's an example of no one makes it alone. No one makes it alone. And the two of you, and how long have you known each other? And your friend, it, 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 that's exactly it. You know, and when I look at the power to say no, and no one makes it alone, two things come to mind. If these people did not have the power to say no, we would not have Stevie Wonder's song through the key of life. If Stevie Wonder didn't have the power to say, no, no, we're going to do this album. Oh, well, I don't think we should do this album. Then I'm out. I'm standing my ground. I'm out. When Smokey Robinson and Barry Gordy told that story, I said, wow, you mean to tell me if he stayed with Motown, we would not have songs through the key of life, which is in my top 10? Another one that's in my top 10? The What's Going On album by Marvin Gaye. Barry Gordy said, I don't think we should do that. It's too, too radical, too political. You talk about Vietnam. Well, I'm going to do it regardless, even if I got to go someplace else. No, I'm doing it. Smokey Robinson, hey, I think you should let him do it. And he did it. Can you imagine not having that album? I can. One of the most iconic pieces of art ever, period. But that's the power of standing on your own, standing on your square, as they say it today. And like, hey, I'm going to do this. That's the power of us artists. That's what you guys have. That's what we all have. 
I love it. Is there is there a particular moment in your life where you had to say no to something that turned into maybe something great that that has served you? Yeah, it was um, when I decided to stop and not be to quit being a social worker when I left the city. Because see, that was my when I that was my safety net because I needed a, a, you know a steady job with benefits and. You know, you get a pension, you get those words sound great, but not to an artist, really. Because, mm. you know, if you got something inside you that got to get out, that got to share with the world, you are never going to find peace. It's not going to be with a woman. It's not going to be a good TV show or a good movie. So I had to say no to that job. Like, I'm not staying here. I quit. Now I ain't going to front. I was like, whoa, what did I just do? <laughs> what did I just what's it but I did have a supporting family and I had a supporting wife you know ride or die yeah. <laughs> it's crazy when, when your wife like my wife you know who, who is your, your niece believes in me more than I believe in me and that scares the shit out of me sometimes like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, are you you think I can do it? Okay. Now, now it makes you have really, it pushes you in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it, that's part of the whole, no one makes it alone. I could, no one make it. I know for, for, for me, as an artist, I would have been fine. Apartment. Serial. That's it. One couch, a chair. I don't need much. But when you have a wife and family or whatever, they they they, they do have that energy or that thing to the, the the push, and then and also other friends, mentors who are in the same field. They, 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 there's no way you can tell me not having each other in your lives and you both are art are artists that that's not super valuable what you guys talk about as far as with music or whatever because i see the show but the fact that you guys are friends and artists you know the struggle you know that you need that no one makes it long I, I couldn't agree with you more about that that fact too and i always think it's it's crazy too. I feel like to, in today's world, it's very common for people. Again, what you were saying earlier, people attribute their success to their hard work and to themselves a lot. And mm -hmm. man, I just I think as you're saying all this, I just thank you know like my mom, like how many things she did for me, and then all the great teachers I had, all the great friends, Darian, and all these cats who inspire me every day. And and man, no no one's success happens alone. <laughs> No, it's an important thing for all of us to acknowledge and, and really preach to the next generation too. Absolutely. That community aspect that we have tend to have lost or is disappearing where I don't see it needs to come back. I am not making it alone. I, it's things like um, my mother never saying, no, you can't do that. She never says, oh, that's what you want to do. Go ahead. She didn't know what I did, really. For you know, <laughs> no, 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 my family really didn't know the depths of what I actually. They just know, oh, he, he's an artist. He draws. That's it. But no one ever said no. Nobody never looked side eye at me for doing that. When I'm in the growing up, the way I grew up, as far as where I grew up in Bedford Stuyvesant in Brooklyn, and at the time where it was very, very rough. Even though it wasn't, didn't seem rough to me, but it was rough. There was a lot of elders, and what we, I was talking, we were, we were talking the other day as far as uh, where I went to get my therapy, because people don't, you know, they, that's sort of looked looked down upon in my generation. Well, the therapy for me was the barbershop, and I went for therapy every week. Because the mentors was in there and every generation was in it. And the brothers that are on the streets that are hardcore, you might, man, these guys, how many years he been in prison? Man? 
how many people he did it, it, it was it was rough but those brothers gave me the best of themselves and they saw something in me to say you got something and you're not gonna mess it up Darren, see now you're talking about the barbershop it, it jogged my memory that you were there at the beginning of hip-hop and you knew everybody you knew biggie you had you rubbed elbows with a lot of the the biggest names in hip-hop and you was also you was in the club scene back then right i can't yeah. remember your, you had a nickname what was it that's messed up man you uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was this it was disco there you go disco i i, I <laughs> thought that was it i i didn't want to say it without you giving me permission it, but it, it was can you no go ahead no i was just gonna say i, I want to hear some of those some of those stories and kind of because I, I think music and art is is like this you know like music and visual art i mean especially in new yes, york with, hip, with hip-hop with the tagging and, and the, the graffiti and that yeah it really was you really didn't um know what you was growing up in and what you were witnessing and being a part of you know and like there's an excellent documentary on um amazon called video uh, video music box and how we grew up with that. And the reason I bring up Video Music Box because a friend of ours, um, Hilton, that we went to high school with, he was a barber and he cut Biggie's hair. And we see him all the time, you know, young kid coming in. And I'm in the barber shop and he came in one day and go, yo, I just got put on, son. I got a record and we're going to do it. I was, I was like, man, nobody's signing your head. <laughs> and, you know, and then a week later, I'm at my mother's and video music about comes on and Juicy, the video comes. And I say, oh, snap, that's Chris. And then I see Miss Wallace and, that, oh, he was dead serious. And so when, now he never left the neighborhood, though, you know. And so when I saw him the next time at the barbershop, I said, yo, yo, that was cool. He said, man, get out of here, disco. No, <laughs> you know, it, it was all in love, though, but it was, well, I, I, I just did not see that. And just to be that small part of it, to know, to go to the fever and see LL, please let me get on the mic, let me get on the mic. And he ain't old enough supposed to even be in there. Well, neither was I, too, but, um, Back then, it was different. It was, it was just different in the witness what we witnessed in hip hop going where it went, and it, because it was the um, the news, the documentary of what we were going through and how we were, and, and it was good times, man. It wasn't like there were, yeah, there was bad things happening. But it was different, man. It was it was different, man. There was a lot of love there, a lo lot of camaraderie. The only thing I think I ever had to do is being being in the clubs. Nobody never knew I lived in Brooklyn. It was something about Brooklyn, letting people know you lived in Brooklyn. That was a problem, you know, because Brooklyn had this thing. And I know folks are listening. To this, I, it it is what it is. You from Brooklyn and you go to the Fever or you go to the Bronx or anything up in Harlem world and they know you from Brooklyn. No, you ain't getting in because it's grand opening, grand closing when you get in. So, nope, you, you're not in. So I used to oh, no, yeah, I live in the Bronx, man. And, and um, a late, he passed last year, Kango from UTFO, from the group UTFO. Very, very good friend. The thing with no one makes it alone, he played a big part in my work in the behind the scenes in the entertainment industry on the rap in hip hop scene. Everyone that I know in hip hop is because of him, really. You know, um, and you know we lost him to um, colon cancer last last year, but just being part of that scene just watching the the song roxanne roxanne we didn't know that it was going to do that and then have the most answered the most answered back 
song in history of music to this day. Folks just wanted to have fun. And they were, we, we were doing it. And, it, and, I, and the way Kane brought me in, I was doing a CD cover. I was designing all the CD covers. Like, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was like, hey, you know what? And I'm getting to the, I'm at the after party. I'm at the, yo, let's go, yo, what's up? Yeah. It was all love. And then Shook Night happened. And then I'm just leaving Night. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I think the Suge Knight and the gangster rap and all that, that was my era of hip hop. You know, that's I was a big Tupac. You know, I like I didn't really claim that I like Biggie, but I listened to it. I was Tupac. So I was West Coast, you know, you know, back then you mm-hmm. had to pick a side, you know. But yeah, what you got, Greg? <laughs> I grew up in Hawaii, man. So I didn't even know the worst side. <laughs> 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 it's funny because oh. like, yeah, in Hawaii is like its own different thing, you know. <laughs> Yeah, right, right, right. Um, I want to hear more about this YouTube channel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, on the, our channel, which is um, Barnstorming Production, it's Dwayne and I channel. We have work on it. There's a um, short film on there that I really would love for the listeners to go and watch. I'm not asking you to hit the like button. Just watch it. You know, because um, there's, there's something that I put in your chat a few shows ago where um, we were talking about art. And I said, I never did art for somebody to like. I could kill that. But I do want to know how it makes you feel. I do art to bring feeling, to bring, to elicit a thought process to look at something and go, whoa, what was he thinking? And then it, you trying to figure out what I'm thinking got you thinking. And it may not be what I was thinking, but it got you thinking and it got you speaking and it got that emotion going. Like listen, listening to a good song, like listening to uh, it's something about the uh, cold train that when I listen to it, even though I don't hear any words, I hear tons of words, but there's no dialogue to it. But I'm hearing it because of the music and it's making me think, you know, so the channel is Dwayne and I unfiltered doing what we want to do. And the thing is, we have a whole lot lined up that we haven't put on the channel, but we will introduce. And and the way we're going to introduce that is on our page, but it's what it's not YouTube. It'd be on a website that we own that we take it. So it, it to really not have any um body holding you back because Google do their thing also, you know. And there's a lot of things that I'm learning still with this game because see, I'm I like all of us. We are work in progress. We are always constantly learning and learning and learning. I am wiser than I used to be. I know more than I used to know, but I'm still in route. I'm still in I am always going to be in route. But the key is to make sure that I act based on what I've learned and keep it real. And um, what we're doing with, but going back to our channel again, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre short film that's on there, directed and written by Dwayne Turner. That was a true labor of love and us flexing a little bit and showing what we can do without a studio. It's weird because when people see it, the comments that I get are interesting. It's, wow, you guys did that? It looks like a studio did it. It looks so professional. It looks so... And I listen, I don't take it. Sometimes I do like, well, what would you expect? It's almost, it, it, I take it the way that when I go and see people that I haven't seen in a long time, like in high school or something, our reunion, or, and, or, or someone, at, a coworker, and they meet my wife and go, oh, wow, your wife is beautiful. Why are you surprised at that? Who you thought I was supposed to be with? 
you know, it, I come <laughs> busted up. It, 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 and I, but I, I'm thinking that, but I don't say that, you know. And, and so when I put out work like that, then Dwayne's work, Dwayne is on, his work is on the biggest movie in the world right now, which is the new, the, the latest Spider-Man movie. That's how he storyboarded that movie. You know, so that's how, so when I, when people ask, yeah, that's how we work it. That, that, yeah, we the cream of the crop there. We the top. Yeah, we, we, we're professional. We earned, <laughs> we earned my way there, you know. We earned that. So that's pretty much the site is stuff that we get to do and have fun with. The Bugging series, there's a series called We Only Bugging. I do all the voices and I do all the animation and everything. And, and, and it's just us having fun because artists, be an artist, create, be an artist, create. Don't, don't, don't do that. Oh, well, I better not do this because this might not happen. No, if, if it's art created, let it let somebody say, yo, that sucks, or yo, that was the best thing that I ever seen, or that made me laugh. That made me one of the things that I um handle at um at work in the ad agency is social media accounts for like their, their content and putting posts out. Because about when I I try to make them fun in it. You say, wow, you know, Darren, this is pretty cool. And I laughed and it was cute or whatever. It was, was it what I was expecting? I said, yeah, but how it make you feel? Made me feel good. And it's going to make the people who viewing it feel good. That's why TikTok is so huge. Get your camera, get your pen, get your keyboard, get whatever that, and create. An artist that's not creating is not living. Mm. But you know, I think that's the hard part sometimes too, is to find a way. And you know, I think Greg and I definitely have talked about this, finding a way to create from an authentic place, but yeah. also be a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, I mean, not even billions, but to, to really thrive and not be out here, just, you know, struggling to survive, which, which a lot yeah. of people do. Which is a tricky balance, and that's why I think you're interesting because you you found a way to thrive, you know, in corporate America, but also to exercise your your true creativity and make it all work. Like a lot of times, I think artists think you got to choose one or the other. Either yeah, you're selling out or you a true artist. You know what I mean? At least from the music standpoint, maybe it's different in the visual arts world. But right, Greg, would you say that that's true? I would agree. That's the jazz myth. <laughs> so you know it's it's, it's rough man yeah, I think that's, we, that's why you know you, no, we, people we, like we you live, is important to see because yeah, we we live in a in a world in a in a country rather where resistance and obstacles are always there but not on how you see it. Well, what's the obstacle? I got to get a job that pays. You are more concerned about, which you should be, about getting that bill paid than actually on what you're going to create first to get it paid. And the one thing we are taught, we are taught, we have read this, we are taught this, we taught this to work for someone. Nothing wrong with working for somebody. Nothing wrong with that. I, I work for an ad agency. And I do very well. I'm not asking nobody when. I'm, I'm good. My bills, I, I'm straight. But I know that can't be enough. I got to have my own. I got to reach out with my own clients, my own creativity, be it um, working with. And that's what Duane and I do with each other. And I should, we should have actually had him on because I'll keep bringing his name up, but that's my business yeah, right. partner, you know. Um, but we found a way to still create, even if it's pro bono. Because, see, as long as my, see, this is why it works for me. Because the, the quote unquote nine to five, even though it's still art, 
it's taking care of the things I don't have to stress about. So I can go over here now in my art corner and work on something to give to the world, to make the world a better place. I know that sounds so cliche, but it, it is true. Even if one person is smiling, if one person is reading something or looking at an animation you did and laugh, you just help them for a few seconds. And if a million people saw it and laughed, you just help the million people for a few seconds. That's all I, that's all I wanted. And, 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 and it's a gift that I've been given. Everybody can't do it. So if I don't do it, shame on me. And every other artist who's not doing it. But this society we live in makes it to where you can't be, it makes it very hard, not that you can't, very hard and very difficult that you cannot be an artist and survive or make it. Why is the word starving always associated with art? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's my point. So, somebody in the com- advertise <laughs> your fault. <laughs> Someone in the comments who you know said, how, how do you make space for for your artistic, you know, endeavors? I forced it. Really. It's like uh, it, it was almost like if I didn't make the space, I will go crazy. It, it, it's a way of going. Being a singer and not sing, uh, being a singer and not being able to sing the songs you want to sing, I had to find a way. And the way I did that was being in hip hop, working behind the scenes, doing things that there's no pension in hip hop. And even on the music, on the, on the art side, there's no, I had to do a ton of freelance. And I did that. The one thing I never stopped doing, even when I was a social worker, never stopped being an artist. I just didn't, I just wasn't an artist full time. And it wasn't enough. And the social work was training me, was like, wow, man, this is, this is it. I wanted to do that. I didn't feel like I was living. But nobody, it's funny, I, I was able to hide it. Nobody really knew except for someone like, like um, Dwayne, because he's another artist. And I knew in order for me to be sane, I had to force my own space. Even if it's designing a flyer for a church and not getting paid. Because see, once you do that, once you do your own thing and you get a taste of it, and this, this tastes good. I can't put this down. You're going to keep doing it. You're going to keep doing it. It's going to stay in your head. It's going to stay in your head. And do not let no one tell you you can't. If you're around people, oh, that's not a good idea. No, no, you, you shouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. Change your circle. Hmm. Change your circle. I don't need to be, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to be with other artists or with other people that will help lift me and help inspire me. If you're not doing that, what am I doing hanging out with you? That's on you. If you don't make your own space after a while, that's on you. As hard as that sounds, as hard as that is able to accept that, oh, but I got a family to take care of. I got this to take. I'm here to tell you I did it. And guess what? It's not, I'm not the, the cream of the, even though I just said earlier I was, <laughs> to, to, to go. But if I can, in other words, if I can do it, you can do it. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it, you know. And, and you get to a certain age, again, like I said earlier, you will figure out and you will learn what wealth, true wealth is. Wealth is your health. Wealth is being able to get up in the morning and take on the world and not get up in the morning, look at everything around and then go right back in the bed. If you do that, reach out to somebody. Because if you do that, you're alone. You can be alone in a house full of people. And you can still be alone. 
And sometimes we put that on ourselves because I, it took me a while to learn. I have a loving, I have a loving family, but I never open up to them. Never. And it, and then when my mother passed, we all was like, it wasn't like so cool. We all came together. You know, it was rough because we all handled it in our own different ways. But I can honestly tell you, we have a I, I, I come from a family. You know, and um, they think I'm crazy. And I think they're crazy sometimes. But still, we that love is there. You know, that love is there. So again, you know, I know you um one of your um in the comments that they fill in it. They say it was from the same way with that question on how do you make your own space? You have to, it's your survival mm -hmm. to make your own space. It's your survival. If you don't do it and you're an artist, you are that person on the plane. Look at it. You're that person on the plane. They tell you before you going to help anybody else, put your oxygen mask on first. Because if you don't take care of you first, you ain't creating art for nobody. Or your art is just not going to be. So take care of you first. And how do you take care of you? Find your own space. Find your own corner. Pause. Learn how to pause. Learn how to, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. The kids need this. The kids need that. But stop. Stop. Get a pencil. Find your corner, even if it's in a bathroom. Start writing something. Even if you wrote three, like, three sentences, if you're a writer, guess what? Before you wrote those three sentences, it was a blank page and you were doing nothing. Guess what it can be tomorrow and then the next day. And if it takes you a week, if it takes you a month, if it takes you a year, it's progress. But find your corner, pause. Pausing will save your life. Go for a walk. You go for that walk. Stop and look at a flower. Stop and look at the sky. Stop and look at kids. Look at people. Just stop and look at them. Realize that you're part of something. Realize that you exist and not just living. I mean, you, you're living, not just existing. Realize that. And realize that you are good enough and you have something to offer as an artist. Because we need it. Look at this world right now. We need art. And I ain't gonna start hating on the Megans and the Cardis or whatever, but that's art too, you know, because I don't mind looking at it. I don't know what they're saying, but hey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I had to go and go throw that in there. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Those are some wise words, you know. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, really realize the greatness of the world that we exist in and. Hey, yeah. hey, you want to practice? You got to make the time because if you're looking, if you're trying to find it, it's never going to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know for, for, for me, and I know, um, again, Dwayne can definitely relate to this. It's not the healthiest thing physically, but mentally it is. And it was for me where, you know, my kids are young, you know, wife, I'm working, I'm commuting, and I finally get home and I'm like, okay. I'm ready to go to bed. And I said, but if I stay up an extra hour, I can create and do me. If I stay up an extra two, and that is how I learned. Well, see, it's Photoshop wasn't, didn't exist when I graduated college. Every software that I know, the entire Adobe suite, I'm a video editor, a motion graphic artist, an Illustrator, Photoshop Inside Out, Adobe Illustrator, Cinema 4D, 3D program. All of that self-taught because I paused and made the time because I knew, no, y'all not going to leave me because I'm not going to be that old dude that said, well, back in my day, if only I would have. Those words you're not going to hear from me. Oh, okay. So in order for me to be an illustrator and stay in the game, I need to know Photoshop and I need to know how to draw digitally also. Guess what? I'm doing it. And I did it. And 
it is a good, and this is going to be my ego speaking now, it is a very good feeling when the young art directors come to me and I create something and I show them some stuff and so, oh, I didn't know you can do that in Photoshop. I didn't know you can do that in, so, oh, wait, you know After Effects too? Wait, you editing the video too? Wait, all we supposed to do is come up with the ideas. You're doing the production also? Yes, yeah, son. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now, Darren, it, it, <laughs> I was going to say, what, what you're talking about right now is probably the most valuable thing for every human on earth. And that's the ability to continue to learn. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because as long as yes. you're learning, you live it. You know, a lot of times people just, for whatever reason, stop learning. But like, if you can continue to learn, your brain is just going to keep, you know, yes, I think that's the secret to life. Because when you stop, you die. Like if you stop learning, the shit's gonna atrophy, dog. Like absolutely. <laughs> you know, most absolutely. people just finish high school and then they finish learning. You know, they yeah. Done. You have to keep it. You have to keep absorbing. For me, I love it. You know, and and I learn quickly. You know, when it comes to stuff like programs, things of of, of that nature, and I stay up to date to where okay, I learned Photoshop too. Guess what? I know Photoshop three, four, five, six, seven, two, in 2022. How do I do that? Adobe has a site where they have free videos on uh, what's new in their program. They have sites like Skillshare, sites on YouTube. They have a YouTube channel. They have a lot of free stuff that you can do and, and, and go and learn. A lot of things like when I would do the career day and go up to school, to the school, some other students know about the video game sites, but don't know about sites like lynda.com, uh, Skillshare, sites where you can learn stuff, free YouTube channels. If you're on YouTube, get everything that's free that you can absorb, you know, Absolutely. And, and get that. And, and ask the mentors, ask people. And guess what? If you come across somebody that's hard-headed or don't want to feel like sharing because we do sometimes suffer from the crab in the barrel or we don't want to share oh no i no, I, I, I gotta hold on to this because uh, right. if i teach them they can take my job i never had that mentality you're going to take my job i want to teach you because you can't take my job because i do not have a job i have a career mm. you can't take that you know so and i want you to have one mm. and i want you to do the same. Now, everybody's not going to though, but don't let one person knock you down and, oh, they don't want to show me. Go someplace else. Greg, That's check all. this out, man. I'm, uh, Darren dropping so much knowledge, I'm afraid he's going to start charging us soon. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that one too. You can't take my job because I have a career. <laughs> so much. Look, man, we Darren, we can't. We coming up. Believe it or not, we have hit our hour. Oh, nice! Have, I didn't it, think I had it. enough stuff to say for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we were just getting warmed up, man. But we we got to get up out of here. So before we oh, go, okay. though, man, I, I do want to give you an opportunity to tell everybody. Hey, you got to um, see how, some of my award. I'm a award. Oh, oh yeah, show show me your awards. Show us your awards before yeah, we leave, award, man. What's this one is for. I win so many every, you know. <laughs> right. This one is for um, a video, the People's Choice Award, a video for um, Def Not One video that All right. I edited and uh, put together and did the graphics on. And that's for an app for deaf people to call 911. You know, that we came up with, that concept. These are all through the years. Um, got a gold W. W3 in advertising, they're all advertising awards, so they don't mean much. They're not Emmy or Oscars yet, <laughs> but we're gonna get that too. Yeah, <laughs> and if we don't, that. that's all right, as long as I got the biggest award, which is the appreciation of people viewing my art and viewing my creations and getting good a good vibe and good stimulation from it, mm. you know. Y'all. Everybody listening to the podcast uh, who are not here with us live, I think that this is one that you're gonna have to go find it on YouTube to to kind of see. You gotta watch this one. So if you listen to it, 
listen, download it, and then go to YouTube and watch it so we get the count. You know what I'm saying? So we <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah. But tell them about your, your YouTube page and social media and stuff, and then we can roll about it. It pretty much is just the, the, the YouTube page to see stuff that we've done. It's not updated with the newer stuff that we haven't put out yet that we're going to migrate to our own channel, rather uh, our own website. But it's Barnstorming Productions. Just type in Barnstorming Productions and you will see a werewolf icon. That's us. Click it and enjoy. enjoy. <laughs> All right, there you go. There you go, man. Darren, man, thank you so much for coming on the Working Artist Project. One love, fam. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It, it, man, I appreciate all the things that you shared because that was a lot of knowledge and experience and great advice. Oh, I appreciate it, man. And I, I, I wish I was down there in Mardi Gras with you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll go, I'll go. Um, I'll, I have a beer for you tomorrow. <laughs> all good. <laughs> awesome. All right, y'all. My name. My name is Darian Douglas. Gregory Ajib. Y'all have a wonderful night. Happy Mardi Gras, y'all.